The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. This podcast is produced with caller interaction. Follow Dr. Mona Lisa on Facebook and Instagram to be a part of the next podcast taping. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is, this show is the second of a 10-part series of intuitive solutions to get a grip on sanity, health, and happiness in the current roller coaster world. Its show is called Born to Be Alive. You know that song, Born to Be Alive. It's a disco song. I'm heavy on the disco titles. Intuition, empathy, and anxiety, and a tendency towards seclusion, limiting contact, and staying home. Have you ever suffered from going to see your family and notice someone it doesn't look right? Seems to be looking a little bit. Let's start the show over with again because I have to turn my cell phone off. That didn't work out well. Instant replay. Who do you want to message? Nobody. <laughs> Let's okay. try that again. Okay. Let's start it again. I'm so sorry. Part two of 10-part series, Intuitive Solutions to Get a Grip on Sanity, Health, and Happiness in the Current roller coaster World. This show is about born to be alive, intuition, empathy, anxiety, and your tendency towards seclusion, limiting your contact and staying home. Please don't forget to uh, mute your phones or everybody at home is gonna hear your digestive noises, your autonomic nervous system, your synapses boiling over in your brain and so on and so on. Have you ever suffered from going to a family dinner, seeing someone at the end of the table who didn't seem quite right and then next thing you know, you're not doing well because you have a stomach ache. They had a stomach ache. They looked a little pale. You go home and you look a little pale and so on and so on. Have you ever watched the news or gone to the mall and watched somebody be spent, not do well, and then you seem to ruminate, 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 about what was going on with them and you can't seem to get it out of your mind. And the next day you wake up and you simply can't 
focus, pay attention. And then you notice that health problem that you suffer from seems to be rearing its head once again. If this is your day, today is your day, because we're going to talk about those people who seem to be so keyed in to the world that if somebody around you is having problems, you start to pick it up like white on rice. Today's world is very common to now see problems and people are tanking, whether it's COVID, the mass shootings, or the political climate. If you feel that people are angry, you get anxious. And that anxiety somehow starts to memorialize in a hypervigilant, hyper twitchy immune system. Whether you get allergies, infections, autoimmune problems, and then it registers as a twitchy heart and blood vessel where your blood pressure goes up and down, up and down, and then you're exhausted. Then you tend to stay home and not want to see people. Limiting contacts, including yourself, it seems to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And then you just don't do well. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to remain intuitive, remain empathic, soothe the anxiety associated with both of them, but stay in a world, stay associated with people and live in a world and not escape into spirituality. This is Healthy Living Intuitively, Dr. Mona Lisa Post podcast on mindbodyspirit.fm network. My name is Dr. Mona Lisa. So many people tend to have this kind of nervousness, anxiety, that they always tend to be the sensitive one in the family they always tend to be the one in the family, whoever just sneezed, it's obviously you. <laughs> that was an agreement. They tended to be the sensitive, nervous one in the family. And then they tended to get allergies growing up, infections, started with the ear problems, then the sinus problems, then the bronchitis, then the asthma, and then food allergies. And then someone tried to put them on an elimination diet. And then one allergy after another. And next thing you know, they're not eating anything. But what I call braised celery and sauteed water, meaning nothing. Then someone says, oh, you must be allergic to mold. You must be, have mercury. And all the toxins and allergies you have don't seem to be present in the people around you. And then you seem to have every virus, Epstein-Barr virus, but you don't infect everybody else. When you realize, when you were in college, you remember Epstein-Barr virus, mono, was contagious. How does that work? I'm gonna explain. An empathic person, an anxious person, an intuitive person, often these people tend to have a hypervigilant immune system that over time their very sensitive emotions and very sensitive immune system leads them to seclude themselves for fear 
that the global sensitivity will get worse in the world of people and pollen. The global sensitivity in the world of people and problems will be best if they limit contact. Best to stay home where it feels like it's safe and secure, but not necessarily. Why? Because you're intuitive, you're empathic. Intuition knows no walls. Your intuition and empathy go beyond the walls of your house. So all those diets, all those detoxes, all those antivirals, do they really work? If you're intuitive and if you're empath, empathic, unless you put yourself into a coma and went to the other side, which you're not going to do because you wouldn't be listening to this show. You totally would have to disconnect the planet Earth to not get triggered. How does that work? We're taking your calls today, 207-846-6475, 207-846-6475. Shy, you want a private reading? Go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com or call 207-846-6475. But don't forget to subscribe to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, this forum is educational only. It is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnosis, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. If you are in an emergency, step away from the podcast, go to your nearest emergency room, and you can just listen to the podcast later. So how does this work? You know, if you're empathic, anxious, and intuitive, chances are you're prone to eczema, hormonal imbalances, weight, digestive problems, IBS, blood sugar ups and downs, heart racing, shortness of breath, a lump in your thyroid issues, focus, attention, dizziness, hard to treat reactive health problems. If you're not, I'm gonna call the Vatican and and hand in your name. (laughs) Because I don't know who you are. Everybody I know who's hyperintuitive and hyperporous has a hyperintuitive, hyperreactive health. And chances are you're moody, anxious, irritable, easy to get in an argument with because you get argued with your family. You're like, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't you understand this is going to happen? And when it does happen, when they do it invariably, fall in that hole, do that problem again, you feel guilty. If only you had done something, anything to prevent them from making the mistake over again. You feel guilty because you feel you responsible for their problem. They say, why won't you get off of it? Why can't you stop ruminating over the problem? Why? Because it's like a skip in your record. You have a record player, old. Just think of the, up. somebody has to mute themselves. You have to think of the correlate with that would be. It goes around and around and around in your head like a gerbil wheel. 
first the bonding area of your brain, your feeling, your heart goes to their heart. You pick up where things could go wrong because you're bonded to them. You care about them. Then that connects to the anterior cingulate in your brain. Has to do with anxiety and depression. Then that connects to an area called the caudate that has to do with shifting gears. Yours doesn't. You can't help it. You can't get off of it. Kmart, Kmart, got to go to Kmart, get underwear, underwear. <laughs> so it goes from bonding to anxiety, to bonding, to anxiety, to intuition, to anxiety, and it goes down to your body. I can feel it in my gut. I can feel it in my gut. I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it in my skin, my skin. I can, my hair is standing up in the back of my neck on and on and on and on. 24 to 48 hours, what happens? The sadness, the depression, the anxiety, anger, they won't listen. They won't listen. You feel guilty. It goes to your adrenal gland. Your adrenal gland produces norepinephrine. That makes you feel tired because your muscles tense, your muscles tense. Then cortisol is released, the so-called adrenal exhaustion. Can we be a little bit more specific? That makes your white cells get hypervigilant, releasing cytokines. We know all about cytokines from now COVID. If we got anything from COVID, we got a good education about cytokines. And they release IL-1, IL-6, TNF-alpha, which eats up serotonin. That makes us more anxious, insult to injury. What does that do? That increases wherever you are susceptible to pain. Maybe you got kicked by a horse. Maybe you have a lower back injury. Maybe you played football. Maybe you ran. Wherever areas of injury you had, they hurt more. Used to get headaches, now you get headaches. Back pain, joint pain, muscles, areas of susceptibility genetically or previous injuries now hurt like a son of a gun. The lowered serotonin makes you have problems sleeping and you think, oh, I'm just nervous. No, there's a good reason because you're eating up your, ser your serotonin because this thing is going around and around and around your brain and your white cells, your immune cells are lysing. They are lysing releasing these cytokines. And then you feel like you're getting the fever. You're thinking, am I coming down with something? The infamous, do I have a virus? Do I have the chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia? Do I have the COVID? I already did a COVID test today, okay? I could show it to you. It's in the trash. I don't want to get to it. I actually ate an ice cream cone during the Facebook Live. I have such a bad sore throat. I can't even begin to tell you. So then you can't sleep. So then you turn to your your addiction du jour. Mine was the ice cream. Maybe you have the wine. Maybe you have the wine cooler, or I don't know what it is. Candy cigarettes. Then you do the carb, you self-medicate, then the cholesterol goes up. Then the insulin goes up. The hypertension goes up, the free radicals. Then you have the degenerative disorder that you are prone to. And so are the days of our lives. I could sing the soap opera. So this happened when you were growing up. This happened when you were growing up. And you have memories of all of this now from all those cytokines being released from your white cells. So you saw this in your family. They didn't listen. It's now in the memory of your brain. 
and in your body, in your white cells, stem cells, if you will. We all have a, wait for it, mother stem cell. Queen bee in the hive, if you will. It has memories. Yes, indeedy Bob. And then later on, when we watch someone go through a similar situation that we were exposed to in the past, i.e. exposed like a bee sting or wheat or alfalfa or pollen, when we see it again in somebody else, we resonate with it. We say, I feel for you. And then our white cell releases as if we were experiencing it. But also, things that happened to us that were anxiety provoking in the past or pain that we saw in somebody else that they suffered holds us back. And we get the good old fashioned phobia or anxiety disorder, which are the most common psychiatric problems that make us not live our potential. So I'm sorry to give you ABBA songs, but they just happened to have a tour that was virtual. So you know the song, does your mother know? Well, your bone marrow knows. Your bone marrow will tell you when you're intuitively, empathically keyed into someone else and it's making you anxious and it's making you sick. You know the song, does your mother know? You're so hot teasing me. You're so blue, but I can't take a chance on a chick like you. Now here's an example. <laughs> taking a chance, taking a risk is anxiety provoking. You won't do it. You get keyed into someone who's depressed. It's very painful for you. People who are empathic will key into that. The problem is you will take a chance on someone who's depressed if you were raised with someone who's depressed because you will empathically be keyed into them. You will see, you will put a blinder to that. And unfortunately, the entire time you're with them, your immune system will remember it and react as if you're back at home. So all the situations you had growing up that you reacted to when there were problems at home with weight gain, with earaches, with sinusitis, you were the sensitive one, you were the one that got the eating disorder, the IBS, and so on and so on. Now that you picked someone who's familiar with those traits of your mother, your father, your brother, you will get the same health problems because they were memorialized in your immune system. That's, does your mother know? Because your immune system will know. Let's go to the next one. So therefore, you won't, you'll think that when you get sick with the IBS or the eczema or the weight gain, you'll go to someone and they'll say, oh, you got food allergies. You got allergies. <laughs> so you'll look outside of your house. You won't think that it's evoked by a memory of someone. You will think it's evoked by something outside of you, which I understand granted. You will avoid things. You will start to remove things in your outer environment. You will avoid intolerances. The wheat, the dairy, the cat, the dog, the pollen, the mold. Now, mind you, I got my first dehumidifier when I was eight or probably in utero. I was probably banging on my mother's uterus saying, 
needed to humidify it is mold in here. By the way, I, I'm sensing some mercury as well. No. <laughs> Suffice it to say, my father lost his job, my mother started screaming, and my spine curved 120 degrees. Was it the pollen? Was it the mold? No, I was keyed into that. They did not get me a dehumidifier. In fact, I had to get rid of the dehumidifier because I had a spinal problem. I couldn't carry it, like your dog, Gretchen. Suffice it to say, so we avoid things. We avoid things in our outer environment because we, you can't take a chance. So we stop doing things out in the world that are fun because we think those are the cause of the problem. And this is the song, We Can Dance by, who are those people? It was a punk rock band. Oh, Safety Dance. It's a great song. And the point of the matter is first center is the appropriate thing of empathy, anxiety, and seclusion. It's about, it's safe to dance. And that's why the title of this show is Born to be Alive. That eventually a lot of people are empathic and anxious and intuitive. They stop living in the world. They live in their house or spiritually. The world does not become safe and secure. So literally, the title of this song is it is safe to dance in the world. We have to learn tolerance. We can teach our white cells it's safe to dance. Now, I'm not saying taking a bath with wheat is the appropriate thing. I'm not saying hurl yourself in a basket of pollen. I'm simply saying there's ways of creating tolerance. We can dance if we want to, if we can leave our friends behind. Now that's a perfect example. Could you dance and leave your friends behind? No, you couldn't. You can't have friends if you leave. You can't dance or have fun if you leave your friends behind. You would be empathically keyed into their sadness. You would feel guilty and you literally could not dance if you left your friends behind. It would not feel safe and secure. You would be empathic. And so no, it would not be safe for you to dance. An empath would not feel safe in the dance. They would get a stomach ache. They would get a sore throat. They would feel anxious. And literally, they would say, I want to go home. It's not safe to dance. Because your friends can't dance. If they don't dance, well, they're no friends of yours or mine. So my point is, this is the point of it's safe to dance. You have to teach yourself to be aware of someone's emotions and feelings, observe, describe, allow, but still live, still have fun, understand intuitively that they're over there, you're over here, and you stopping living, importing their suffering is making your white cells lice. Resonating with their pain is making your memory cells lice. You're stopping living and you won't be able to help them if you're taking the big dirt nap. So we have a stem cell, we have a memory cell in our immune system. We have a memory of when things tanked in our life, like the person who's suffering, which will prevent us from dancing in the world. On the other hand, we can build up tolerance, radical accept acceptance. We can say that the suffering of that person is not fair, not right, not just, but we can learn how to create immune tolerance with people who help us learn how to tolerance 
help create T suppressor cells in our immune system. Rather than having all these T helper cells go attack, 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 it doesn't help. I mean, for God's sake, even jo uh, John Lennon said that, give peace a chance. <laughs> I'm allergic to wheat or intolerant. And every once in a while, I get a piece of cheesecake and there's a little, little bit of wheat on the bottom, graham cracker crust. Who doesn't like to have a little run in with some graham cracker every once in a while? I do. Do I suffer a little bit? Maybe. Who cares? It was worth it. That's creating tolerance. And then I might little, eat a little bit, but I don't take a bath in it because you know why? It's not healthy. And every once in a while, I visit someone who's really a pain in the ass. I observe, describe, allow, and thank the good Lord that I don't live with them. I'm not married to them. I'm not having their children. I mean, going in and going out. Do you get it? In the hospital psych unit, before I don't think they can do this anymore, they used to have a room that people smoked in. You could walk by, look in and go, oh, there's a cigarette smoke. Observe, describe, allow. It's over there. I'm over here. I'm not in the room. I could intuitively sense what it must be like in there, a human ashtray, but I'm not there. I can, I can have judgment about the people. Guess what? They have a higher power and I ain't it. You killing yourself trying to change them isn't going to hate change them. They might slash your tires in the parking lot. It isn't going to help you any. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about born to be alive, intuition, empathy, and anxiety. I am putting the phone on the hook so people can call 207-846-6475, and the cats have come in. They apparently will be participating in readings starting now. There you go. So how is everybody today? How is Melissa and uh, DeWitt? Bruce Hill is there. He's a precious thing. Tamundai, Kathy, Gretchen is always there with her headset. Betsy, my good Betty, buddy and pal, I'm going to be with you on the 6th. I'm not, I'm not forgetting. Um, no, no, don't forget. Okay, don't forget because I'm nervous already. Oh, can I tell you? Tell you? Yeah. Take a pill. By the way, you're saying I'm nervous already, ready, and you're using bilateral movements. So that means you're nervous with both hemispheres. Stop it. At least if you're going to be nervous, just use one hand. You're still using both hands. Well, sit on one hand. Sit on one. Sit on your. Sit on your. Um, left okay sit on your left hand okay. and uh talk about being nervous with your right hand because no. your right your left hand goes to your right hemisphere and that's probably the stronger one when it comes to anxiety so you're better off discussing anxiety with your right hand which is your left hemisphere which you can't because it's verbal it'll be hard for you but that's too bad that's really good. I, I'm not nervous about you being on the show. I'm anxious about the three major home problems I've had in eight days. I just wanted you to know that I'll be sending you the Zoom invite. I am nervous about that. Okay, I'm okay. done. And so you have, 
You have three problems in your house. In the last eight days, roof, plumbing, construction. Oh, interesting, interesting. So she has problems. Roof, that's funny. That is funny. Roof, roof, plumbing, and what was the other one? Roof, plumbing, and slash septic, and a, a, a drywall that came down and new drywall that went up. Problems, not just the expense, like a problem with one of the contractors. You know what I teach? You know what I teach? This is a quick and dirty way. There are lots of people who come to my seven-day class. I teach, well, first of all, it's not me. I, I'll teach you a variety of ways. Bruce knows this. I'll teach you any which way, but next Thursday, how intuition is wired within you. Um, I don't care. There's a psychiatric um, projective test. It's called the Rorschach. By yeah. the way, the college is so expensive, it's not even unbelievable. And there is a new, new way of interpreting them that is ridiculous. They actually score it by numbering. This, uh, I think it's ridiculous. The original Rorschach guy said, what do you see and why? Which I think is related to Jung. Because if you have symbols around you that are communicating intuitively, like in your dreams, what do you see and why? Well, by saying that, you are then putting into words the symbolism. Because Jung said that our environment speaks to us symbolically about what's going on in our unconscious. Freud said that our dreams speak to us, our unconscious speaks to us through our dreams, which makes complete sense. Because at night when we dream, our hippocampus has micro seizures. And micro seizures or seizures are what um, most of the great mystics who are medically intuitive have seizure disorders. Their ecstatic states are intuitive. And many um, professional medical intuitives, me, Carolyn Mace, and others, have epilepsy, albeit medicated, but you know, some things you can't medicate away. Suffice it to say, the temporal lobe is the most electromagnetic area and electromagnetic are the connections between people that you cannot see. Suffice it to say, speaking of symbols, when things happen around us, they're symbolic, or when they happen in our dreams, they're symbolic, which is why in Aborigines, they wonder whether in dream or wakefulness, which one is awake? Are we awake when we're dreaming or are we dreaming when we're awake? But suffice it to say, I will try to get someone access to their intuition, a connection to symbolism with the divine in any way I can. I'm going to squeeze it out of you if I have to use anything. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. So one of the ways I do this is by having you look around you, whether it's in nature or your environment, in your house or out of your house, 
And if you're a nervous, empathic thing, chances are it's going to be in a lot in your house because it's not exactly like you're going to go on the Appalachian Trail. You're not on the Appalachian Trail, are you, Betsy? You don't look no. like you have boots on your feet all the time. Suffice no. it to say, that's a <laughs> making fun of her. Just a little joke with hiking boots joke. Suffice it to say, um, your symbolisms, because I think you are a person who has a lot of allergies, if I remember correctly, your symbolism would have to come door to door, have to be livid, delivered into the house because you wouldn't go out to the trail. It would have to come into the house because God forbid you go outside. There are too many allergies there. So it's going to have to work its way in to get past the guard at the door. So that's why all these things are happening because you like any good intuitive, empathic, nervous thing, have secluded yourself, limited contact, and stayed home. So now you're going to have to get these symbols inside the house because you thought it was not safe to dance outside of the house. So now it's becoming not safe to dance inside of the house. And you thought you couldn't come to my seven-day class because hell no, it wasn't safe to travel. Well, I don't know if it's safe to travel in the roof, the drywall, or what was the other thing? Oh yeah, the plumbing. <laughs> I don't know I, if you put that, I, this, this thing, I'm, that's what I'm saying. You can't put your rear end on the toilet. You might get a snake up your rear end. You can't lean against the wall. There's a drywall issue. And by God, the, the, the roof. So, I mean, you, you're a delusion of control or illusion of control or whatever S-I-O-N wall um, word you have. It's a, it's a loser, illusionary. So you're going to have to ultimately, you're going to have to run shrieking out of the house because it's not going to be safe in the house. But you're going to have to, you're going to run out of rooms that feel safe. Uh, God forbid I tell you what the problem is because you're going to use that left hemisphere where it's preserved because remember now you're sitting on the left hand and not the right. <laughs> but there's more, there's more, there's more. One of the reasons why, one of the ways in which I teach people, we can get quick and dirty and learn all the individual details about what the roof means, what the wall means, and all that symbolism, right? Right. However, let us not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Maybe that's not an appropriate symbolism. Just like any other symbolism that's where intuition comes from reading is really a left brain task when you look at each individual detail you're really missing the boat and you can tell someone who's a novice because they detail it to death that's why i don't teach readings I don't teach reading, intuition reading on the web because they got to look at my eyes. And when they start in like that, they see the beady eyes and they stop it. It's really hard to translate. Bruce knows what I'm talking about. You kind of stop it right away when you get that because there's a look comes right out of the right eye and it almost burns your retina. You don't do it anymore. You can't really do that online because um, the left brain is for details. The right brain is the gestalt. So yes, people can get books. I've got them all. 
Right now they're in storage because I myself had a flood in my basement and the wall um, of the foundation cracked and I got a hole in the driveway, but it was all after I had surgery on the top of my spine, C2 to C5, and now I'm completely fused, okay? So the only thing that could be the problem was the pool and no one would clean the pool. So I was afraid the last thing that would happen, I told my friend, I think my, wait for it. I didn't go detailed by what the wall was, the basement was. I didn't look up all the details of what those things meant. That would be reading, that's left brain. I looked at the gestalt, why all of this now? And it came out of my mouth. Well, I was telling a friend and I was crying, as we say in Rhode Island. I said, because I have only one disc of my spine left, and that's the hangman disc. I said, I feel like my house is dying like I am. And I started to cry. That felt good because then I had a dream the next day. You know what the dream was? As soon as you put the word to it, then it breaks it out. The next day I had a dream. I was in Freeport. Did I say this last week? No. I may have. I may have told somebody. I don't remember who I told it to. I had a dream because it was the right one. It was the right interpretation. And it was that I was trying to cross the street and I have a form of narcolepsy. It's rare, it's called idiopathic hypersomnia, which actually I fell asleep while I'm running and got run over by a truck. But anyway, I'm trying to cross the street in Freeport, which is where you'd be staying if you came, but it's not safe to leave the house. But for you, it's not safe to be in the house. So I don't know what the hell you're gonna do. <laughs> you might as well stay at a hotel in Freeport. But anyway, I couldn't visit you because I was in trouble crossing the street. So as I'm trying to cross the street, every time I try to cross the street, I fall asleep and I almost get run over by a car. So I turn around and go back to the curb. And this kid, I hear laughing at me going, you're never going to make it. You're never going to make it. And then I wake up and I can't stand that little shit. <laughs> That's edited out. And I realized that was probably me, a fear of mine, meaning I'm not going to make it. And I went, I'll be damned. I called up someone and I got them to fix my pool. I put a down payment on the driveway, even though it was $10,000 more than it was two years ago. And I got her done because it was just like, I got things moving. It didn't matter. I was going to get it moving. And guess what? Slowly by surely, it did. So you got to get it moving, Betsy. Well, I did. The well, no. No, the overarching theme, I know you're fixing it. That's missing the point. The point of the matter is, is you have chosen to be more safe in the house, but that's not what ships are made for. So the point is, is that if you stay in the house, the house is going to fall down yes, I, because I it that. started that. And that's the reason why for someone else, I teach, this is what I was trying to teach in the class, I teach them to look at a house and quick and dirty, I call it um, medical intuitive feng shui, that there's a way of looking at a house and you can tell by looking at it, what organ problems the person will have by 
the singular, not every little ditz and that's ticking I call it ticks and fleas. Not every little thing that's wrong in the house, but looking at the gestalt and going, oh, I know this person's going to have lower back problem because blah, blah, blah. This subsector of the house looks like a rat's nest and so on and so on. There's a way I can teach that it's in the first center. It's actually in the first day because some people that's the easiest way of seeing because everyone's got a house. And that's a very quick and very visceral way of looking at it. But you don't read every detail. If you're reading every detail, it's not intuitive. It's left brain reading. And you can tell people who read tarot or read astrology, they do the same thing. They go left to right, detail, 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 detail. They got to get out of the kitty litter. They're scratching. And I get them out of that very quickly. I used to have a cat who did that. She'd go in the kitty litter, she'd scratch. Then she'd scratch again. Then she'd go, ch -ch -ch. and then she'd be in there for 20 minutes scratching and they have to bang the thing to get it, break it up, you know, for her to get out of there. Cause it's like an OCD kind of thing. And some people have intuitive OCD. They get stuck in the details and they miss the overarching thing, which Missy is it's safe to dance. <laughs> you might not feel it is. And guess what? Feelings are half the brain, which is why I'm having you sit on that hand because your feelings are not accurate, that button, like an alarm, a warning, an alarm on a car, sometimes that alarm gets stuck on and it doesn't mean anything. So sometimes people's panic alarm, it does, it just stuck on it. it, it loses any resolution. So sometimes people have side effects to anything they put in their mouth. So they say, I have a side effect to everything. And I say, therefore it's not a side effect. That those symptoms you have are similar identical symptoms to panic. So therefore you cannot really know if those symptoms are a panic attack or side effects. So therefore they may prevent you. They may cause you to avoid absolutely everything you put in your mouth. Therefore, just like a burglar alarm that goes off all the time, it may cause you to avoid when the alarm goes off because you'll go, oh, that's just a false alarm. Just like if you had an alarm, you that symptom, you go to the ER in your heart and wouldn't you hate the ER doctor to go, oh, that's just panic. It's just panic. He's saying it's a false alarm. Any day now, it could be cardiac because anxious, panicky people have cardiac problems. So every time you have a symptom, you don't know if it's cardiac panic or side effects. If you have panic disorder, you can't call all of them side effects because that symptom, that symptom makeup, you can't say are side effects. But I know one thing, staying in the house has no longer efficacy for your symptoms. Period, end of story. Do you understand? I'm sick yeah. as a schnauzer today. I have trouble walking on my feet. I'm losing my voice. And that's just the way it is. So we're going to just deal with it. I pretended I thought it was psychosomatic. It was, I was calling for attention. Then I started to lose my voice. <clears throat> so we, you know, we're going to deal with it. Who the hell knows what it is? I think I'm upset about someone who's got cancer, but it doesn't matter. 
people who are upset about people who get cancer get sick too. You know what I mean? It's never just in your head, it's in your body too. I had a patient who was in the psych unit, his wife died. He was very depressed. He stopped eating, he wouldn't eat. He stopped eating. He wouldn't eat anything. They tried to force feed him, he wouldn't eat. So finally, they were getting ready to put a tube down his throat for force feeding and they couldn't get the tube down. You wanna know why? They thought, oh, he's being stubborn, right? He had a tumor in his throat. Right. Now I ask you, people use, I love it when oncologists say, oh, it takes a long time for that tumor to, to evolve. Bullshit, I'm sorry. There's Tourette's syndrome, I have Tourette's. <laughs> I can't believe no one's calling. So 207-846-6475 if you want a mini reading. People are ter terrified. Anybody else? Betsy is a good, uh, good Joe for, uh, or Joanna, whatever you want to call her, for uh, participating. Anybody else? Bruce? Chimunda? Get the great sure. I'm... Oh, wait a minute, Lori, wait a minute, Lori called last week. Hold on one second. Lori, how can I be of help? Um, hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. I'm really enjoying this show. I feel like this was made for me today. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, um, I've, a lot of what you described, that sounds just like me. Are you enjoying I, your um, braised celery and sauteed water? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was inspired by what you said earlier. So I just had a piece of mozzarella Oh my God, cheese. hold on a second. I just hit the music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh my God. Sorry. Hold on one second. That was take on me. I'm very, very sorry. Oh. See, oh God, that's awful. I would have had to pay royalties. Go ahead. I'm very sorry. Thanks. Go no ahead. Worries. I'm sorry, Lori. That's a great. That's a great song. Yeah, I know, um, but, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> but so anyway, yeah, so I am, um, you know, I've just, I've been having more and more trouble. It's funny. It's like the minute the Ukraine war started, it was like my body just went just kaput. It just like, I had hot flashes for like six weeks. They finally stopped, you know, my, uh, my, my, uh, period stopped and I, I'm like 52. So, I mean, that wasn't like a shocking thing. So I want to but... explain something to you. I want to explain something to you. So your limbic system, the temporal lobe, the area that's connected to the orbital frontal bonding. Okay. Yes. Is connected to the insula, which is in the limbic system. Okay. Connects to the amygdala, the area for anxiety and angry, anger, mysticism. Mm -hmm. Connects to the hypothalamus, the master gland that affects all hormones, every hormone. Yes. you got your thyroid. So all those people that go, my thyroid, I want to balance my thyroid. Why won't my thyroid balance? You wonder why. If only I could balance my, uh, my hormones, like herding cats or goldfish. So then that goes to the pituitary, okay? And then that goes to every hormone in your body. Hormones go up and down, up and down. So you go to someone and you go, my my hormones are unbalanced, okay? Mm -hmm. And they go, we have the technology, mm -hmm. we can rebuild you. <laughs> so they take your blood, saliva, and urine, and they find out, oh my God, you have no DHEA, 
You have yes. no pregnant alone. You have not enough progesterone, which is why you're so anxious. And you're, you are, you're, you got the constipation, the IBS, and you got SIBO, small intestine, bowel overgrowth. Okay. Which is why you got all these bowel intestine problems. And we're going to fix this. So they give you progesterone because they say you have excess estrogen. Mm -hmm. And they're going to give you DHEA because as they say, that's why you're tired. This is all very lovely. And they give you some pregnenolone and they test your TSH, T, uh, TSH. And my favorite, they give you cortisol, tissue extracts. And they say, come back in two months. You gain weight because the cortisol goes to the pancreas and it, it's like taking steroids, you gain weight. Nice. However, because you're still anxious about the people in Ukraine and you have memory cells because you identify with that. Where'd you, where were you raised? Arkansas. What was your economics like? Um, middle class. How we, old are you? We, 52. So what upheaval happened in your family? Is, was, was there some kind of uprooting? Or um, um, some failure in the family? Did someone lose a job? Or did someone have a catastrophe with economy, uh, economics? Well, my, my dad died almost two years ago. Um, no, 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 no. But no. It's not that, two years ago. When you were growing like, up. Right. Oh, when I was what, growing up. Okay. When you, what catastrophe happened hmm. that you witnessed? <sighs> was there something going on wrong in your family? That's, oh, goodness. Well, there was, <clears throat> the only, it wasn't like a catastrophe, but the only thing I can think of is one time when we were visiting my grandparents um, in Oklahoma, like somebody tried to, break in the house well they did try to break in the house they like threw they were just vandalizing my no 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 back it up back it up okay were you in the house yes yeah and somebody threw like a brick at it or something okay so betsy is rubbing her head okay so she's already got a headache so you were in your grandparents house and how old were they they were gosh they were in their maybe 70s or early 80s and i was i don't know how old I was maybe eight seven or eight so you're in your grandparents house during their 80s and what happened now well these teenagers they were kind of terrorizing them so they were that my my folks were there too though but they these teenagers were like they threw like a brick at the they threw a brick at the door or something and my dad had us turn the lights off and you know he they eventually left, but that really scary. helps. That makes me feel a lot better. See, when someone <laughs> something at my house, I turn the lights off and now I feel really safe. Did anybody call the police? No, no, really. It was the and 70s. So when you went, no, no, wait a minute. no, 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 maybe they did. No, they did. They did. They did. Because I remember now because my brother would not let go of him. <laughs> yeah. Let go of who? The policeman. I remember this now. Yeah. Don't you love it when the game plan comes together? How old was your brother? 
Well, he was three years younger than me, so so you watched probably your brother, five. You watched your brother terrified, holding on to the policeman. Yes. So it wasn't just happening to your grandparents; it was happening to your brother. And and yeah. And yeah, so and me. I'm just curious. And then you left your grandparents. Why were they terror? You said they were terrorizing. That's a gerund, ing, meaning it was ongoing. It wasn't yeah. just one event. Yeah. Why was that happening? It was just a, you know, the town, the part of town that they lived in had turned bad. And, you know, the economy, I guess, it was a small town in Oklahoma. And so it was a downturn of economics. Yes, there was a downturn of economics. Yes. Yes. You people, your family was fine. We're fine. But yes. when you went to visit your grandparents on your mother or father's side? My father. They weren't doing well at all. They were staying living in an environment that, yeah. you know, when I was in medical school, I moved to a good place in Boston off the Green Line. Hmm. And it was a nice, beautiful wood floor, chummy. And then the neighborhood turned and I couldn't quite figure it out. All I know is when I walked from the train to my apartment down the street, I started getting anxious because I had to walk by these people. Mm-hmm. And this went on for, and I, do, I couldn't quite put my finger on why I was nervous mm-hmm. and why I didn't want to go to the corner store anymore at night for cat food or anything. And then one night I heard a gunshot and then I read in the newspaper that the projects up the street had emptied out because they had to rebuild them. And then many of those people were relocated into my building. Someone Mm. is practicing a cello, which I think is hilarious. That's my husband. Sorry. (laughs) No, I think it's funny. I think it's very funny. The point of the matter is... The point of the matter is that I couldn't stay there anymore. And I told, I realized that since I had stayed there over a year, that I was a tenant at will. So Mm. I was going to immediately leave. It didn't matter if I didn't have first month's last security. I didn't care. I could not stay Mm. there because I couldn't walk down the street. Now, you Mm. might know something about my background, or you might Mm. look at my health and go, what happened to her? You can only imagine. Suffice it to say, I gave notice. And my landlord, mm-hmm. who lived in the most expensive place in Boston by the park, multi-million dollar apartment, called mm-hmm. the dean of my medical school and wanted me to stay in that apartment and sign a lease. Because it was in December. And I said, no. And he said, do you understand that he's not going to be able to rent this apartment? I said, have him live there. Do you understand how gutsy that was? Yes. I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah. Because it was that scary. Mm -hmm. How comfortable Mm -hmm. did you feel and your father feel leaving your grandparents there? Mm. Well, he, he got them moved to our hometown very shortly after that. He got them out of there. Doesn't matter. 
you know. You left there, your, gr- your brother was holding on to the policeman. Mm-hmm. And not only that, who's... <laughs> I'm sorry. It, That's it, hilarious. I, I got the door shut, but he teaches music. No, I think it's funny because there's, you know, Candy Graham. That's um thing. It's a shark from SNL, where the guy. The, the point of the matter is, it was right in timing, so you had to leave them there before you move them shortly thereafter. Like they weren't going to throw a brick at the door again. Yeah. Do you understand? So yeah. you had to leave them there. That guy's got a nice beverage. My point is, your brother eventually had to be detached from the cop. That lives in your stem cells. Jesus. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. Um, not like you didn't hear your parents talking to each other on the way home. Yes. You're a very sensitive, empathic person. You're going to carry that in your body. And you're going to have to learn some mindfulness exercises to be able to talk, detox about that. I look at your head. I see episodes. How old are you? 52. I look at your head. At times, I wonder whether there's changes in blood pressure going up and down, up and down, up and down. Don't say anything. (laughs) I can't figure out what that is. It's not necessarily just due to a change in posture. It's not due to changing your head from the right to the left. I don't know what that is. And it's not due to just changes in um, progesterone. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see an increased susceptibility of having autoimmune problems. At times, I wonder whether you have a dry mouth. I wonder at times whether you have dry eyes, dry nose. I see an increased susceptibility of making antibodies against your thyroid gland, antibodies that make it hard for you to have stable thyroid function. I look at your heart. At times, I wonder whether your heart increases its rate and you'll feel a pressure in your chest. You have to go and get a stress test, but you should tell them about that dizziness because it might be related. Wait a minute, don't say anything. If people in your family have problems with their thyroid, you might also wanna go to an endocrinologist and check to see if you make enough ACTH and cortisol, an endocrinologist, because 20% or 10 to 20% of all people who make antibodies against their thyroid also make antibodies against their adrenal gland and make insufficient cortisol and can get dizziness and vertigo and also immune system problems, infections, especially under stress. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, red ovary, and cervix if you still have them. I wonder if your skin is sensitive to foods, chemicals, but especially if you're nervous. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. 
I see something different with your right lower extremity, your right knee and your right hip. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back and sacral areas. I see something different with your jaw and your neck and whether or not it's overly straight and whether or not you've had, you either do some kind of exercise or something to strengthen or repair your spine. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Um, well, at the moment, um, I seem to have, be having a lot of trouble with my skin. And That's a skin um, thing. Yeah, for sure. I, I have definitely, like I, this is just really gross, but I've never had a problem with boils and I developed a boil on my buttocks. And let me ask you a question. <laughs> Who in your family is not safe? Mm. How old are your children? Um, well, my stepchildren are, um, 29 and 26. And, um, I have to be careful how I talk about this. Never mind. Um, well, yeah. I have no more questions. Okay. This witness, you may step down. Okay. Thank you. You understand what I'm talking about? Yes. It, it, it makes sense because there, there because is a, there is yeah. a, okay. Yeah. All I have to say is, oh, for God's sakes, I can't take it because we're too late. See, <laughs> this is what we do here. You're gonna love this. This person, yeah. yeah. have you ever heard the phrase boil on my butt? Oh yeah. Yep. A boil on the butt of humanity? Yes, yeah. It's a metaphor. Yes, yes, yeah. But you have to be careful. So you have to get someone to talk about this instead of doing a detox diet, you have, instead of doing a detox diet, you have to detox yourself and get this off of your chest. Otherwise I've got you under my skin. Right. Okay. Got it. it. Yes, I do. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa on mindbodyspirit.com. Live intuitively, have a great day, be well, do right, live well. Thank you so much. I will see you next week. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.